God wants to pour out his spirit on all of his sons and daughters. Okay? Now, why do we pursue spiritfulness? Oh, God, we want more, right? Why do we want more? Why? So that we could feel good. Oh, that feels good, God. There's more. When you're in love, you love what your lover loves. When you are in love, you value what they value. When you're in love, you want to do things what your lover wants to do. Hmm? I remember when I was a freshman in high school, which is, was a long time ago, I had a crush on this guy. And then I heard that he liked certain flavor of ice cream. And you better believe, even though I never went out with that guy, every time I went to Baskin-Robbins, I ate that flavor. I just felt connected, you know? He likes this ice cream flavor, so I'm going to eat this ice cream flavor for a whole year. All I ate was that. I don't even know. It was some, something very odd, right? I don't even know what the flavor was. And you better believe that's all I ate for that one year. And if you know God and you love God, you can't help but to love what he loves. You can't help but let your heart beat for the things that his heart beats for. And your father, our father, that is with you here, safe without the smoke outside, as much as he cares for each one of us, he cares for those that are in the midst of the smoke. You hear me? His heart beats for missions. His heart beats for the lost, the hopeless, the hopeless. And so as sons and daughters who prophesy, we are to live a missional life. Everybody say missional life. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit, okay? You know, I was listening to Stephen Furtick. It was so good last week's, right? He said, you will end up, what did he say? Okay, whatever you start with, you will end with. If you start with lag, you will end with lag. If you start with worries, you will end with worries. But if you start with God, you will end with God. And if you start with shallow desires of, oh, I want to go on a date, which is still good. I'm praying for a lot of you, right? <laughs> but if you start there, oh, desperate, right? You end there. If you start with shallow desires, I really want chicken. You will end with, even after eating chicken, you're going to end with wanting more chicken, right? Whatever you start with, you end with. When you live your life focused on what you're not good at, what you don't have, what is painful, what is not fair. You know what God spoke to me? If you start there today, you will end there today. You know what prophesying means as sons and daughters? Really tapping into the higher reality, God's reality. You hear me? And prophesying life into dead areas. Listen, you know, after I preached an amazing sermon last Sunday in Emeryville, 
all right? I, I mean, I, I acted all out. You know, I watched, I watched a movie, a Korean movie, a great battle. And like in the middle of the movie, God spoke to me. I had to pause. I was watching it with a friend. I was like, I'm so sorry. I sensed the presence of God. I paused it. And I was like, yes, Lord. And then I wrote. See, if you are aware of his presence, you could hear his voice even in a secular movie. Right? And in that, okay, I'm going to go tangent a little bit. In that movie, right, this commander, he was a great commander, right? And somebody was trying to kill him. But, like, all these thousands, like, millions of enemy was coming. And he only had 5,000 soldiers. But you know what? These 5,000 soldiers trusted their commander. And, like, they're, they're getting attacked, right? And they're getting beat up. And, and the commander's like, to your position. And all these... Soldiers went to their position on the top of the wall, and they were like, boom, 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 fighting. And then um, the, it didn't matter how many people they killed, more people were coming in. They were losing their position. They're getting beat up. And then people were like, oh, no, are we going to lose? Oh, no. And the, 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 the whole soldiers were like, oh, we need to go and help. And they're like, no, we do not move unless the commander tells us to move. He hasn't told us, you stay. But they're getting killed. They're getting killed. And this guy said, trust the commander. <laughs> and they waited until the last minute. And then as they were getting beat up, the commander in the back said, maintain your position. And then these soldiers that were like getting beat up heard the commander's voice. And they just pop, 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 pop. And they stood in their position. And the word of the Lord was, okay, four of you stand in the front. Do me a favor. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Stand, face the, face the crowd. Main, as sons and daughters, you have your kingdom place. You know that? I don't care if this is your first day as sons and daughters or two years you've been here. As sons and daughters of God, you have your kingdom place of authority where you guard the kingdom of God. Where you guard the sons and daughters of God. And sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, all I do is coffee, let's say. Right? All I do is make coffee. All I do is set up. Um, that's nothing. I'm, I'm not really important here. right? And then the lies of the enemy, it's like enemy saying, get out of your, your position. right? And then sometimes like you, 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 you lose your place. And you feel like, well, they don't miss me. I'm not really important. But you know what? I don't care how insignificant you feel. Once you leave a gap, the enemy could come in and bring destruction, not only to your destiny, but to the house of God. And the word of God God showed me last week was, you sons, sons and daughters of God, you maintain your position. And you, when you maintain your position, you are able to live for his glory. You build the kingdom of God by building the house of God. And by building the house of God, the way you're going to build the house of God is by maintaining your position. Okay, you may be seated. Thank you. Wasn't that good? That was so good, right? I was like, oh, that was so good, God. And I preached it with all of my heart, right? But then as soon as I was done, all these these accusations of the enemy bombarded me. It's like, oh, you know, that was a good word, but you didn't have the gift of articulation. You didn't articulate it right. 
I don't think people really got what you were trying to say. Oh, and I got bombarded and bombarded. And all day Monday, I went to Jim Jilbang. You know what that is? Like the best place on earth, right? I, I mean, I, a f- church member in Emeryville said we actually flew to L.A. just for one day of Jim Jilbang, right? It's a Korean spa, right? Right, where you go into a hot room, right? And you just sweat it out. I mean, I was like... The best place, right? But the whole, all day I'm bombarded. Like, oh, you don't have get the verdict. You know what? You shouldn't even really preach. You know what? You know what? Like, people really are not getting. Like, you need to, you need to let another pe- other people who have the gift of articulation to actually preach the word of God. And I'm getting bombarded, bombarded, bombarded. And Tuesday night, I'm on the plane. It's like, oh, I have to preach again. And, oh, God, I don't know if I have the gift of articulation. I could hear you, but I don't know if I could relay what I'm hearing. Are you sure, God? Maybe I shouldn't preach for a while. And as soon I was thinking that I was being tormented, I was, like, getting beat up to Move away from my position. And you know what God said? Listen, listen. This is what God said. Sonny, stop cursing your seed. S-E-E-D. Stop cursing your seed. You know what God was saying? When you start with the day of cursing, I don't have enough. I'm not gifted enough. Oh, nobody loves me. Oh, I will be lonely for the rest of my life. When you start with those accusations of the enemy, you are cursing your seed. And what you start with, you will end with. Listen, 1 Corinthians 1.27, it says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. I am confident this morning that God wants to transform your mind and my mind. You know what God said? He said, Sonny, bless the little that you have. Bless what is obviously lacking. I always tell our people and my husband, or even my daughter, I'm an immigrant. They always try to, you know, fix my grammar and, you know... I don't know where and when to put the definite article. I am educated, so I know those things, right? But I'm not sure. Like, does this phrase need the (laughs) or not? I don't know. I am an immigrant, right? And often the enemy uses that against me, right? Like, and it's like, be quiet. You're, you're making a fool out of yourself, right? Shh. But you know what God said, Sonny? Bless what is obviously lacking. I can't help it that I moved to America when I was 10. You know what I mean? I can't help it. I don't know where the goes or not. But even with the lack, what is obviously lacking, when I bless it, I get to see God multiply and bring his glory down. Matthew 16, 9 through 10, this is what it says. Do you not understand? Look at your neighbor and ask that. Do you not understand? Come on, come on, make that face. Do you not understand? Do you not understand? (laughs) Or remember 
the five loaves, the 5,000, and how many baskets you took up, and nor the seven loaves of the 4,000, and how many large baskets you took up. You know God's economy is he always does more with little. With, with, listen, with, listen, with five loaves, okay, five loaves, he fed 5,000 men plus women and children. Five loaves, 5,000. Seven loaves, there's two more. Then he should be able, he should have fed more, right? Seven loaves of bread, he fed 4,000. He always does more with what is less. And I heard the Lord saying, Sonny, why do you curse your seed? I know there are things in your life that is obviously lacking, but don't curse it, bless it. Just like Jesus lifted the five loaves and two fish. When he blessed it, God multiplied it, right? And that's what God is saying, being missional, is having faith. And blessing what is obviously lacking in your workplaces, in your family, in your church, in your life. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Every day, say every day. You and I have an opportunity to choose life. Say every day. Every day you and I have the opportunity to bless the seed. Whatever is obviously lacking is a seed that you have in your hands. And you know what? If you failed yesterday, it's okay. You have a brand new day today to bless that seed. Do you, if you fail today, guess what? Tomorrow, his mercies are new every morning. Every single day, God gives you and I a brand new opportunity to bless the seed. What is obviously lacking in your life, bless it and see God work miracles. Hmm? Bless, not curse. Bless your body. Hmm? Bless your day. Bless your family. Hmm? When you see in your life what is obviously lacking, you know what? I challenge you to rejoice now. When you are aware of, oh, this is a lack. Oh, I wish my husband would take more spiritual leadership in my household. Not many married ones here, but a lot of Christian marriages, that's what we hear a lot, right? It's a lie of the enemy. I am married to a spiritual godly man, right? He loves the Lord. But often I'm like, come on, take leadership here. Come on, pray or something, right? Come on, right? <laughs> it's the trap of the enemy making him feel like they're not leading, right? And often we curse it. Well, you're a pastor. Come on, lead, prophesy, do something, right? And when we curse what is obviously lacking in our life. We're cursing it. We're killing it before God is able to bless it and multiply it. Hmm? Not enough joy today? Come on, rejoice. Bless that lack of joy and see God multiply joy in your life. Hmm? 
Not enough finances? Do not worry. Whatever is in your bank, bless it. Don't curse it. Hmm? Not enough strength today? Bless the lack. Hmm? Missions is that. When we go on mission trip, all we see is lack. All we see is lack, but we're not moved by what is lacking. We are actually strengthened and excited. The, the, the darker, the more, more, more dangerous, we get more excited. Right? Here, we get a little bit of smoke and we freak out. But on the mission field, when I tell them we're, gonna, we're about to get on the boat and you have to sign that if you die, you're not going to sue the church. Are you ready to sign this? Yes, yes, I will die. On the mission field, the, the darker it is, more impossible it is, more lacking. And we're like, yeah, we're going to see God move. Mickey probably told you plenty of time. When Mickey first went on the mission trip with us back in 2011, right, two days before we were supposed to go, we were minus $11,000. We needed to still raise $11,000. We did like big old crusades, right? right, in unreached areas. We had like 200,000 people come, so we had to like financially provide for all that. We didn't have $11,000, and we were leaving in two days. But guess what? Guess what? Instead of like, oh, what are we going to do? No, we said, you know what? You know what? We're going to see God move. One day came, right? Oh, only nine more thousand dollars to go. Yes, God. Come on, guys. Believe, believe, believe. And then as we were getting on the plane, did you know we were $500 over? God is in the business of multiplying what is obviously lacking, guys. Oftentimes, when we first began living home, sometimes we had to pay bills tomorrow, and we were $5,000 short. And in the beginning, we're like, oh, should we go to the bank and get a credit card? Uh, what should we do? And God often said, you know what? That's too late. There's no plan B in the kingdom of God. That's too late. Okay, gather all the leaders. <laughs> oh, God, you know. <laughs> We want to be a good witness as a church. We don't want to pay anything like God, oh God, right? <laughs> and then the next day, three different checks will come in the mail, exactly 5000 And these three people did not know each other. God is into that, you guys. Hmm? Health, when you're sick. Right? When is all, health is obviously lacking. That's what we do on the mission field. I remember, I want to get this video. Back in 2009 or something, we were visiting home, like, house by house. And we got to this house, father, mother, and few, like, few kids. And they're like, okay, how can we pray for you? And they're like, our daughter wasn't born mute. But a few years ago, she, she just stopped talking. And every time we tried to help her, so, uh, 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 she can't talk. So we're like, hmm. And so we tried to say, yes, Zeus. She couldn't say it. And so we did, like, deliverance, inner healing. We did everything, right? And then in that moment, we feel like, you know what? If you didn't have faith, you'd be like, oh, God, you brought us all the way here, and we're just going to walk. No. By the, in that moment, you know what our team said? You know what? 
even though she can't speak right now, bring her to church this weekend. We believe God's going to open her mouth, right? And so they're like, oh, okay. And so we left. And I forgot about that girl in the middle of worship, right? We, didn't even, we haven't even preached yet. In the middle of worship, this girl was singing so loud, right? Like in Indonesia, she was like, it's just, we were like missionaries. We were like, you know what I realized in those moments? You will be my witnesses. I couldn't heal her. I tried. But you know what? When we bless what is obviously lacking and we look to God, we become his witnesses wherever we go. I remember first year, I think, or second year, like 14, 13 years ago, in the existence of Living Hope in Emeryville, we took a team to Mexico, and we had to feed, like, I don't know, like 300 people. And so we prepared for 300 people, like, you know, 300 hotlings, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we prepared exactly. And then 200 people more came. What are we going to do? We we were freaking out, right? We're like, no, we're going to bless God. You're going to multiply. We pray. And we didn't know what we were doing. We just, every line we gave. And guess what? All 500 of them ate. That's God. Do I know how to do that? No. But when I am able to bless what is obviously lacking, we become his witnesses. But not just in Indonesia or Africa, but here in your workplace, in your family, in this community. Sons and daughters who prophesy. Everybody say prophesy. God is calling you and I to be God's mini-me. See, Aletheia is my mini-me, right? My mini-me. But God is calling you and I to be his mini-me. God sees what is lacking. He's not moved by it. And God's challenge to you and I, you and I, today, after you go, you see what is lacking in your life. You see what is painful in your life. Instead of allowing the enemy to push you out of your kingdom place of faith, you maintain your position. I am a child of God. You don't have to be Pastor Sonny to maintain your position. You don't have to be Anna or Nicole Just being you as a child of God, you have a kingdom place. And in that kingdom place, you are able to hear God's voice and maintain your position as a child of God. Every child of God is powerful. Hmm? When you start with God, you will end with God. Missional living is a living, a surrendered Life. Everybody say surrender life. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know what it means to be living a missional life? It's trusting God. Giving God the throne of your life. Giving God the driving seat of your life. Trusting in God's goodness 
even if you don't see goodness around you in this season. Surrendered life is listening to God's voice more than any other voices, more than your feelings today, more than the accusations of the enemy, more than the difficult situations you may be in. Surrendered life, living a missional life is listening to his voice, trusting in his voice more than any other voice. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let me repeat it one more time. You don't have to go to Africa to live a missional life. If you are son of God or daughter of God, you are called to live a missional life. You are to bring kingdom influence wherever you are at. And all God asking is be a witness. And the way you become witness is learning not to curse the seed, but learning how to bless what is obviously lacking in and around your life. Hmm? Here in San Francisco, God is saying, son, daughter, maintain your position as a son of God, as a daughter of God. Do not be moved by this culture. Do not be moved. You understand? Stand where I have called you to stand. Hmm? Today, God is giving us the ability to prophesy life into dark places in our lives. If I could have our worship team come today, God wants to transform your mind and my mind. Number one step of being missional is looking to God, trusting in God, and seeing what God sees. And often you and I will find ourselves in a situation, God, what are you doing? God, where are you? You find yourself. And often the enemy tries to distract you from looking to God. The enemy wants to lead you into discouragement, thinking all is bad. But the truth of the matter is, even bad situations, if you love Jesus, he uses everything for the good of those that love him. God is saying, son, daughter, look to me. Look to me. See through my eyes. You know, in God's eyes, all is well. Ying, all is well. Sons and daughters of God, all is well. Even this guitar is well. Even that dog is well. All is well. Everybody say, all is well. Learning how to trust him. That's how you live a missional life. Seeking to hear his voice in every situation. And speaking what you hear is living a missional life. I want you to stand in his presence right now. And will you do something very prophetic with me? Just lift your hands, like two hands like this. And I want you to lay before God what is obviously lacking in your life. What's causing you anxiety? Come on, come on, come on. Lay it before him. God, this causes me anxiety. God, God, this, I, I lack, I'm not able. Those of you in school, I don't know if I have what it takes to finish my school. Bless it, bless it and see how God multiply. I don't know God in my situation. I don't know how, I don't know the way out. God, I want you to bless, 
bless what is obviously lacking in your hands. Come on, sons and daughters of God, prophesy. Prophesy life to what is obviously lacking that is in your hand, that is in your situation. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help your sons and daughters. Sons and daughters, God, to speak life, to bless the seed that you have given each one of us. Give us a kingdom ability to bless the seed. Not to be moved by what is lacking, but to prophesy life into those dead areas, into those areas of lack. And we get to be your witnesses, God. How fun is that? How exciting is that? How joyful is that? That we get to see what is obviously lacking. And as we bless it like Jesus did, God, we get to see you multiply it in our lives, in our situation, in our community, God, in our family. So Holy Spirit today, that you would transform our minds, God. Help us to start each day with you. Help us to start with your perspective of where we are at God help us to start with you so that we would end with you God help us to trust you in all situation empower us God to anoint and bless the seed that you have given us each one of us mm. I want to worship and I want to just quietly give you an opportunity to respond to God before I pray for you one more time feel as you lead worship I want you to have one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. I challenge you. I dare you. I dare you in this moment to really lift up what is lacking in your life and say, God, can you really, can you really multiply this? Can you really do something with this? I challenge you to lift it up. And I will challenge you to look to God and to trust God to do only what he can do with what is obviously lacking in your life. Come on. Come on between you and God for a few minutes right now.
Maybe some of you are like me when I was 25. You knew of him. You know God is real and he exists. But you haven't been in his presence personally. And just like I had to take that trip all the way to Korea to find my earthly father and reconcile. Maybe some of you, God is saying, will you come? Will you come into my presence? Let's, let's start this journey of personal relationship. I want to I wanna reveal myself to you in a greater way than you have known. I want, I want you to know who I am. And I want you to know who you are, the way I see you. I never want you to walk alone. I want you to walk with me from now on. If that's you and you're saying, I want to take that journey. I want to take that journey. I want to know him personally. I don't want to just know that he exists up there. But I, wanna, I want him to be real in my life. And I want to walk with him daily. If that's you, will you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody? I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Yes. 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 Anybody else? Yes, God. Thank you. You know, God rejoices. You should have seen my father's eyes when he saw a daughter that he left, an earthly father. He's not even good. Imagine God, the heavenly father, who's been pursuing after you, after you. Hmm? What I want, if those of you that lifted your hand, before you leave, will you come talk to Anna or Jeremy? Anna, Jeremy, can you just come to the front and show them your face? Will you just talk to them, one person? Let them pray for you. Let them get your information so that you know that you have a brother and sister in this house that can walk with you. I think I saw four hands. So four of you, please connect with them. And I want to end, I want to end with prayer, but I want to make this altar available. If you have a situation in your life where you want to see God work miracles, you want to bless what is obviously lacking, and you want this community to believe with you, I want you to come forward. Spiritually, financially, relationally, I don't care. If that you have that, I want you to come, and I want to ask leaders to come. Can I ask um, Peter and Lonnie to come to the front and help me pray for the people? If that you have that situation, I want you to come and let us pray with you. And we believe, I believe with you for God to multiply and reveal his glory in and through your lack. So, God. I bless your sons and daughters here in this room. God, I thank you that you are inviting them into a deeper, deeper waters of your presence. You are inviting them, God, to know you in a greater, more intimate way than ever. So we say, God, our hearts are open. Jesus, Jesus, take us deeper. We want to know you. God, even in the middle of the night, wake us up. God, wake us up to your presence, Lord. When we lay down on our beds, Lord, let us suddenly become aware of your reality, of your manifest presence, God. Let us learn how to live in your presence, Lord. Let us not just be lacking, God, not knowing where you are, but let us learn how to live in your presence as your sons and daughters. So Holy Spirit, we open our lives. We open our days, our tomorrows. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.